Hi, everyone. Welcome to the True Crime Podcast. I'm your host, Renette. Tonight, I'm going to be recording this episode solo. My girl, Arena, had some obligations that she needed to take care of, but she will be back on this Sunday to record a new episode with me. But tonight, I wanted to hop on to talk about an active local San Diego case, and it's the case of Tatiana Remley. On August 2nd of this year, 32-year-old Tatiana Remley was arrested at a Solana Beach Starbucks for a murder-for-hire plot. She allegedly hired a man to kill her 57-year-old estranged husband, Mark Remley. So Tatiana and Mark got married in 2011, and less than a year later, Mark filed for divorce. It was the first of several divorce filings during their 12-year marriage. So one person would file for divorce, and then they would make up and then call the divorce off. And this happened quite a bit. The couple again split up in May of this year, 2023, and it was Tatiana who filed for divorce. Tatiana was very beautiful. She had a love for horses, and she would play polo at a polo club here in San Diego, and that's where she met millionaire Mark Remley. Mark owned several successful businesses, and he had also inherited $26 million from his parents, so the dude was well off. Um, They both have been married before. Now, in some sources, it says that Mark had four children from his previous marriage, and there's other sources that say it was five children. Either way, he had quite a few kids. And um, Tatiana, she had two children, to which she actually had lost custody of both of them before she even met Mark. So she had a daughter from a man, I'm not sure what his name is, but their relationship went sour, they split up, and it said that he was really wealthy as well. It said he was worth $40 million. Um, And then, but the daughter lived with her dad. And then she met Ken, who would become her first husband. And then her and Ken had a son together. Now, Ken was 20 years older than her, and he was also very wealthy. He was a Seattle real estate developer, and for a while, he was part owner of the Seattle Sonics, and they were not even married for a year. I think it was 11 months, and that's when Ken filed for divorce. He claims that during their very short marriage, Tatiana was unable to manage her money, Um, He claimed that she would forget to take their son to important medical appointments. And I guess her son was uh, special needs, but Tatiana was in denial about that for whatever reason. And he also claimed that when it was time for Tatiana's visits with their son, there were so many times that she just wouldn't show up and it would obviously devastate their son. And um, she would just always come up with different excuses And he said that Tatiana never had a job. In fact, in their court affidavit, Tatiana does admit that she didn't have a job. Um, She said that there was a time before she met Ken where she was working at the Wild Animal Park here in San Diego. But she said that was only part time and it wasn't enough to even like where she had to claim on her taxes. So when she met Ken... 
Um, she was unemployed and she claims that it was her parents supporting her financially. I do know that she had her daughter for a while and she was said to get about $5,000 a month for child support for the daughter. But anyway, Tatiana and Mark meet and they fall in love very quickly. Hold on, let me get a sip. He would do anything for her. In their first year of marriage, Mark bought Tatiana $160,000 worth of clothes in the first year alone, which is wild. And um, he spent $218,000 on her engagement ring. And as I mentioned before, Tatiana had a love for horses. And she told Mark that she wanted to do a production show that involved horses and acrobats. And since he was willing to do anything for her, Actually, his friend said that, in his words, he was pussy whipped. So gross. I hate that word. <laughs> but anyways, uh, he did this for her, and it was called Valatar. And it was an acrobatic equest equestrian, is that how you say it, show that took place at the Del Mar Fairgrounds in 2012. So they were set to have a 45-show run but they stopped the show after just four performances and they had put in millions of dollars of Mark's own money, but the show didn't do well. There were poor ticket sales. And so the production just stopped. Now, something that's just so messed up is during one of those performances, one of the horses got an injury and it was going to cost $1,500 for an emergency vet visit. Well, Mark, he didn't want to spend another penny since he had already put so much money into the show and he essentially was losing all of that money. So Mark refused to pay the money and he instead sadly put the horse down, which to me, that just really infuriated me because Mark, he was worth $30 million at that time and he spent money on bullshit like for example, it was normal for him to spend 30 grand on a night of going out and just dining at lavish restaurants. Um, he would take these lavish cruises, and yet he couldn't pay $1,500 to save this horse. That just makes me so incredibly upset. Um, the So like I said, the multi-million dollar horse show failed, and that obviously put strain on their marriage, which, you know, it does make total sense. You know, money can cause lots of problems in relationships. And so they would break up and then they would get back together. And they did this so often. They acted like they were these high school teens and it's just so ridiculous. Um, and I don't think I mentioned this, but the couple lived in a $5.3 million home in Del Mar and it was near the polo fields. But Mark also owned a multi-million dollar home in Hawaii. He owned a home in Coronado. And he also owned a home in Rancho Santa Fe. I believe it was a total of six homes that he owned. So even though the horse production failed, he was still very well off. Now, Tatiana, she was openly bisexual. And she and Mark eventually joined a swingers sex club. So they would go to these parties and they would have sex with other people and they would also frequent um, strip clubs together. 
In fact, in 2017, Showtime had a series called Naked SNCTM, and it was a television docuseries about this elite sex club. And it was an exclusive sex club that had very wealthy members, and they were able to live out their wildest fantasies and explore their true sexual selves. They would have these black tie masquerade balls, um, erotic theater, and they would host these private dinner parties. And on the first episode, Mark and Tatiana were seen hanging out with these other swingers at this sex club. And Tatiana was doing uh, sexual acts with other women. And in it, Tatiana is quoted as saying, I'm all about pushing limits. And Mark says, sex is probably the biggest part of our lives. He also said, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. I love to take risks and I love to live on the edge. Now, friends describe their marriage as toxic. I mean, obviously it was because they often filed for divorce. But Tatiana told her friends that Mark was abusive and he had a cocaine addiction. She said that there was a time where he allegedly held a gun to her head. Um, when Tatiana filed for a divorce on July 2nd, 2023, she claims on her divorce papers that Mark's friends broke her expensive horse statue that was, I believe, in their front yard, and they put the head of the horse on her bed, to which she says Godfather style. Not sure what that is. I've never seen that movie. Um, But she said this statue, or I'm sorry, she said this happened on May 21st, 2023. She also claimed on this very same night that Mark's friends went to their home and they broke open her bedroom door. And this was late at night. They forced entry in her bedroom and held her at gunpoint. She says that one of his friends raped her and he allegedly said that he planned on killing her. She said the entire time Mark watched and just laughed at it. Now, I just want to make it clear that these are all allegations. There is no proof of her allegations. And I'm not saying that these instances didn't occur. They very well could have, but there's also no proof. In her court documents, Tatiana claims that she is having a difficult time financially as Mark had stopped giving her access to his credit cards. Um, She asked the judge to have her husband pay $15,000 in spousal support a month. She said that she had become accustomed to living this fancy, lavish lifestyle. She said that they were used to spending $50,000 a month. And so it was like it was also going to be difficult to try and maintain her realistic monthly expenses on even just, in her words, just. $15,000 a month, but she said she was going to try, which I'm giving the biggest eye roll here. Uh, Eye roll here. It's like, boo girl, like maybe you should get a job and $15,000 a month and she's just going to try to make it work. That's just wild to me. Anyways, just days after she filed for divorce, the house that they lived in, in Del Mar, it caught on fire. When the fire department got there, um, Tatiana was there and she had three firearms and ammunition on her, ammunition, and I believe uh, that was in her purse. 
She was arrested on firearm-related offenses, and she claimed that she didn't know how the fire started. The fire was really bad. It was bad enough to burn the house down to the ground. I mean, it was in ashes. Um, it was not inhabitable. And I believe they still have an ongoing investigation as to how the fire started. But Mark did say that he believes that Tatiana started the fire. Now, she quickly was released from jail. But then just the very next day, police were tipped about Tatiana's murder for hire plot. Now, Tatiana offered her friend $2 million to kill Mark. Well, that same friend went to Mark because turns out they, um, this guy was a mutual friend. And he told Mark of what Tatiana planned to do. Obviously, freak the fuck out, Mark went to the police and the San Diego County Sheriff's, Sheriff's Department ordered, um, or I'm sorry, organized a, string, a sting operation. So Tatiana met with an undercover detective and she brought with her a cash down payment for the murder and three unregistered firearms. Now, when she met with the undercover detective, she gave exact details on how she wanted Mark murdered and how she wanted his body disposed of. And there was a Starbucks employee who was actually there that morning and who witnessed Tatiana getting arrested. He said that Tatiana was wearing a tank top and sweatshorts that morning. And the guy that she met up with, he was, in his words, quotes, a thuggish looking dude. Um, he was wearing sunglasses, a sideways hat, and baggy shorts. Now, the employees said that you could tell that something was up. I mean, I, I imagine they stood out like sore thumbs. Um, he said that she looked like she was strung out. Now, Tatiana and the other undercover detective, they both ordered a mango dragon fruit refresher, and they went to a table that was on the rear patio. After around 10 minutes, the undercover detective went to the bathroom and two cop cars pulled up and there were San Diego police officers that went to the patio. I believe it was four officers. They handcuffed Tatiana and they start going through her purse and then they walked her to a police, a police cruiser and then that police cruiser took off. At that time, the undercover detective was still in the bathroom, which, mind you, the employees and the Starbucks customers, they had no clue that the thuggish-looking dude was an undercover police officer. So I can't even imagine how confused and probably scared they must have felt. But one of the officers told the employee, don't worry, that guy in the restroom is with us, and that's all I can tell you right now. And then there was a an SUV with like tinted windows. It rolled up and the thuggish dude went inside. At Tatiana's hearing in Vista Superior Court several days later, she pled not guilty to her charges of solicitation of murder and the two separate weapons charges. Her preliminary hearing is set for November 16th and that's when the judge will decide if there's enough evidence for a trial. She currently remains jailed at Las Colinas Detention Center in Santee without bail. 
Now, something that's so wild as if this case wasn't wild already, Mark, he's apparently missing. So right before the news broke about this murder for hire plot, Mark was seen driving his black Ferrari to his mansion that was burned down to the ground at a super fast speed. And he knocked on a neighbor's door to alert them that he was having a seizure. And so the neighbor phones 911, um, the ambulance comes and the ambulance rushes Mark to the hospital. Now, the neighbor said that Mark looked terrible. He said that uh, he looked to be decades older than his age, and he appeared to be agitated. So, ambulance takes him, and the Ferrari was left there. But three days later, two of Mark's friends show up, and they take the Ferrari away, and they put chains on the gate of the house. So... As of today, his whereabouts, they are still unknown. And even the details of his condition after being taken to the hospital, it's also unknown. And that's the case of Tatiana Remley. So I was just thinking about it. I was thinking that maybe Mark is hiding at his home in Hawaii. I mean, I can't even imagine the mental effect of finding out that someone especially someone you were married to, was trying to hire someone to murder you. Um, and to me, like, I just, I don't understand what is wrong with people. Like, why can't you just divorce and move on? <laughs> Rich people are just so wild to me. I'm really curious to see how everything's going to play out. And I'm really wondering what the hell happened to Mark. Either way, whether the allegations are true or not, I hope that he's okay. I'm sure that they both played a part in their toxic relationship. But anyways, again, in November, that's when she's going to um, have her, the judge is going to decide if there's enough evidence for a trial. Now, if there is a trial, I'm just super curious to see what is going to come out of it. But Thank you to our listeners for taking the time to listen to the podcast. And remember, if you ever have any case suggestions, please send them our way. You can send them on our Instagram page. Um, also, side note, um, my true crime trivia night is going to take place at Three Punk Gales on Wednesday, October 11th. And this month, I'm going to focus um, on horror movies to keep it spooky for October. So I'm going to dedicate one round to um, older horror movies and then another round to newer horror movies. And I'm thinking of adding a third round, possibly of Hocus Pocus. I did it last year. So I'm maybe I'll do Beetlejuice. I don't know. But either way, it should be a fun time. And that's really it. Um, I appreciate all of you for listening. And Arena and I will be back at the end of this week. Bye.